Yo, yo, yo. What's good? Addicts gang. Um, Dynasty episode coming at you today. Dynasty buys and sells. Um, yeah, but make sure you're following us on the socials, on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts, on the Twitter at the FB Addicts. We will be posting um, fantasy football off-season content, dynasty content is what we'll be attacking from now on. Um, I have Frank with me, dad of the show. He's back on the Instagram and he's back on the podcast. How are you going, big man? Yeah, I'm doing really well, Andrew. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, we are back in a big way on the Instagram. Um, keep myself more accountable, making sure we're delivering the listeners the uh, content that they need in the dynasty off season. Um, that's why we play dynasty fantasy football. There is no off season. We're continually working, continuing to hone our craft. Um, we'll be making sure to put out plenty of content on the Instagram, on Twitter as well, Andrew. You're all over that. Um, just to let you guys know, we put out our dynasty fantasy football uh, quarterback rankings, just the top 10, keep it nice and brief, making sure you guys know who are that um, elite tier of quarterback are. You know, if you're trying to make moves, you need to know and differentiate between different quarterbacks you've got there. So check that one out. Hit that like button. Joel, how are you? It's good to have you here. Good to be here, Frank. Um, yeah, a bit of dynasty, um, you know. Some teams are on the up. Some teams are on the way down. Um, I think yeah. you should know where you are. Um, you know, no, no pointing fingers, but um, yeah, um, happy to get into the episode and happy to you know reel off some players who we think we need and who we don't think we need. All right, um, Frank, you feeling buy or you feeling Sally first? That's could be the worst sentence I've ever heard, but I'm going to start us off. I reckon we should start with our buys because our buys, you know, you can think about a process. You can think about players that we're targeting. That's really nice, really informative. It's a good way to start the episode. When you get into your sales, you're getting a bit controversial. You're getting a bit rude. You're getting a bit mean. You're getting, we're telling you players that we think are terrible, guys that you've got to get off your roster. Let's keep that for towards the end. Let's make the listeners tune in for the entire episode. What do you reckon? No, sounds good. And um, listeners, we haven't revealed who we're going to say um, each, so we're just going to bring one player forward in a more broad conversation. Joel, any guess to who Frank will have? So it's going to be someone is it on a, his is roster. Is it a quarterback or is it a... It's what? anyone. Oh, anyone. Okay. Um, I'm going to point. No, so it's awful for people listening, but I kind of reckon, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Go, Frank. All right, well, I've sort of taken an, a slightly different approach. I can put names to, you know, what I'm going to be talking about. Um, and it could be slightly against the grain for a lot of our dynasty players, a lot of dynasty content as well. You know, myself, I spend a lot of my free time um, listening, dynasty podcasts, YouTube videos, whatever it is, dynasty fans, football related. I'm watching it. I'm listening to it. Shout out um, to the people you listen to, Frank. No, I can't shout out the people who listen to. I've shout out myself. We, we're yeah. better. Don't worry. You don't need those guys. Just you, all your information, one spot, fantasy addicts. Shout out the Twitters again, Andrew. No, I'm joking. Um, but they all tell you the same generic advice. You're in the off season. Load up on picks. Load up on young players. You want to get rid of your old running backs, your old quarterbacks. You want to change those. You want to get young wide receivers. They last longer. But what happens is the value of all those players just gets so high, you can't make deal, get deals done. And you're then overpaying for those assets that do have strong off-seasons. Then when the season rolls around, 
come, you know, August next year, you're then paying a premium for players that you sold low on. Now, Andrew, I'm no stock market guru or money making machines, sadly, but you want disagree. to sell high, buy low. Disagree, aren't you? I wish, Joel. Um, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is old or free agent running backs in the off season are the most hated asset in fantasy football. And I understand why I get the thinking. But if it goes too far in a league, I think there's too much value to be had. And then if you end up with an abundance of these players come the start of the season, people are going to need to start setting lineups. And I'm not saying you send all of your picks away. I think it's important during the season at all times, you're positioning your rosters in a way where you have expendable draft capital. Joel, great example in our league. You've got so much draft capital. I'm going out and I'm sending low ball offers to the likes. I want to reel off a few names. Derek Henry. Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, as far as the elite production running backs. If you look at their contracts, they're going to be on the rosters next season. They're going to be the lead back. There's too much money invested in these players, and there's no out for these teams. Unless these teams draft a first-round running back or a second-round running back, these guys locked into full-time workloads and are going to produce fantasy football points. Obviously, we can't predict injuries. But those names that I've just mentioned have been really, really solid, haven't missed many games in their careers as well, and have always produced fantasy football points. I think if you send out a second round, a second round early second round pick in your rookie drafts for Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, you're a chance to get these guys. And that's just insane to say where four months ago, at the beginning of the season, you're playing at least a two first for Derrick Henry, maybe in season, a first and a second, a first and a second for Alvin Kamara, same with Nixon, same with Nick Chubb. I mean, Nick Chubb was pretty much the running back one for a lot of the season, or at least top five. Andrew, you probably wouldn't have taken a first and a second for him mid-season while you're trying to compete. Am I correct in saying that? Um, yeah, you're probably right. But now, if I offered, if someone offered you the 201, and maybe a second the year after or a throw-in piece, a nice, you know, young running back, you're very much considering it. Is Would that also be true? Yes, very true, Frank. Exactly, exactly. So I think you're getting what I'm, you know, on what I'm putting down. Um, guys that are, you know, I also said free agent running backs as well and guys that are a little bit lower down in the tiers. So guys like Harris, Sanders, Connor and Montgomery are guys that you can get for, you know, second, third round pick, maybe a young player in the offseason that you don't particularly believe in, but maybe getting a little bit of hype. You could even just get, a, you know, I'm trying to, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of someone like Hollywood Brown, who's going to be without Kyler Murray. Um, that, this isn't a sell of Hollywood Brown. I actually really like him as a player. But if you can go out and get, Alvin Kamara and Miles Sanders or and James Connor, that's not only going to be points in your lineup, but it's also going to be another shot at running back. And I think if you've got multiple shots at running back, you're gonna they're gonna hit and they're gonna be difference makers in your lineup, as opposed to a wide receiver two that you can just trade for at any point in the season. I feel like if you send a second round pick, you're gonna get yourself a solid wide receiver two. So that's my two cents because I think that the community as a whole goes too far about 
devaluing these running backs in the offseason happens every year. I think it's a great opportunity if we, you know, zig when everyone's zagging. Is that the term, Joel? That is a term. So what do you think? I'm waiting for you guys to rip me. I know you're probably going to hate my opinion, but well, go yeah, for Because, you know, yeah, um, I really strongly disagree, Frank. But, um, I mean, it's it's interesting because you did bring up a point. Um, so on my little sheet, I had um, don't buy running backs and always sell running backs. So, you know, for this. That's my point exactly. Yes. So when you like, when you say this, you could get them cheaply, which is, you know, 100% fine. But what, what do you do with them, Frank? So let's, let's um, dive into this. So you're buying Alvin Kamara. And then what happens when he's RB15, which is fine. Um, but then, yeah, like what, what, what do you do with him on your roster going forward? Well, I don't think – I think he's better than running back 15. I think he he finished as about running back 15 this year um, with a plethora of issues um, for the Saints. But let's just say, for the, the argument's sake, he is running back 15. He's someone that in season, if he's putting up running back one number, you're going to have to pay close to a first for. If you're paying a second for him now and you're going to get running back 15 production out of him season long, like it's you're paying for the production is what I'm saying that at a premium, if it's the beginning of the season or midway through the season, you'll be paying that price and he's a year older and you're getting less time out of him. If you're buying him in the off season, you're getting that entire season of production. Yeah, no, I, I kind of, so your whole thought is buy them at their lowest possible point and then reflip them in the season week four, hope, hoping they have a hot start kind of thing. No, well, not even like it, it definitely could be that if you have a surplus of running backs and you, you know, you know that you've got you know two on your bench that you're happy with, and you might have a couple extra guys that you don't see that they're going to see your lineup, even though they're producing, then you definitely can. Um, but if you know, if you're winning games, you basically just play you play to win. I think we play fantasy football to win. Um, if those guys are putting up points, then you do that. If your team starts to fall apart. And you are struggling, but you've got these guys that are in lead back roles. They're going to put up fantasy points. Then you can flip them to contending teams if your, you know, your team doesn't perform up to what you're expecting. Alvin Kamara, the running back, twenty-seven, according to Keep Trade Cut, Frank, um, valued just below a twenty-three early second round pick. Would you part ways with an early 23 second round pick for Alvin Kamara? Let's bunch the few names together here because Aaron Jones. I, I, I think I would if I, didn't have, if I didn't have running backs on my team. James Cook, Richard. Watt, oh, sorry, what were the names around him? So starting from higher to lower. Dalvin Cook, Richard White, James Cook, AJ Dillon, Miles Sanders. Cam Akers, Aaron Jones, and then below them you have Alvin Kamara. Yeah, see, like that, Alvin Kamara, I think, should be above a lot of those guys. He's got the ceiling is still there. I think um, even when may he have gone a little bit game deeper. suspension for uh, you know whacking the shit out of that guy in Vegas. Not that no, we it hasn't happened yet. So who knows? We don't. Yeah, we definitely don't know that behavior. Um, 
but yeah, I, it's not Alvin Kamara specific. I'm players like Alvin Kamara. Like I mentioned, Derek Henry, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb. I think it's about getting that production. Those kind, those running backs, I think, are getting pushed down rankings too far. Like you said, what Cam Akers, I don't have any belief in anymore, despite his hot finish. James Cook isn't a three-down running back. Like he's going to get the third. If he gets a third-down work in Buffalo, he could be very good. But I don't see him having anywhere near the ceiling of Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon next year. This is a move for competing teams. Obviously, if you're rebuilding, you don't want these guys. Yeah, agree. But um, you, you see, you see what I'm saying. I think you're just you're getting far more value out of them on your own team than what the market as a whole is valuing them at. No, well, I'll, I'll agree with you on this, Frank. So the quote-unquote quote, generic dynasty analysts out there will be like, sell Dalvin Cook, sell Aaron Jones, sell Alvin Kamara right now. Like, If and, everyone knows that, then... And like, yes, I agree. But I think fucking breaking two hours in the marathon is harder than like trying to sell those guys right now. Like, I challenge you to sell those guys right now. Like, nobody wants them. So... I agree with you right now that if you buy them cheaply, it's not a bad strategy. But um, Joel, where do you weigh on this? It's, it's... Look, I don't hate the move. I just would really want to be getting them on the cheap. Like you'd have to be gaining significant value of like teams that really need to get off these running backs. Like I think you almost have to pry on the week when we um, like, you know, if a really bad team has these players on your rosters, like your Aaron Joneses or your Alvin Kamara's who, you know, somewhat underperformed last year, they do have to get rid of them. And, you know, if you do believe in them, you can buy them. Um, I'd be scared of some of these players coming into the draft. Obviously that's baked into the discount you get um, guys like Miles Sanders um, you know, Aaron Jones could be moving. Um, James Cook, Bills could probably take a running back if they really wanted to again. Um, Dalvin Cook, what happens there? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of risk baked into what these teams will do with their draft picks in the first um, two days of the draft. Um, but Frank is right. That cost is baked in. I don't necessarily agree or disagree with the take, but I think it is an interesting way to go about dynasty in terms of a competing team. Thank you, Joel. I'm going to take that as a, a win that you agreed with me. That's fair enough. Like <laughs> I, I, don't, I actually like you. I'd like your thinking. I don't necessarily, I don't know if I would necessarily do it myself, but I can respect that it's, you know, a different way to play and something, you know, if, if you're one of those people that plays in a lot of leagues, um, you know, in one of some of these leagues, you can use this method of thinking and, you know, pertain it to the league that you play in. Well, yeah, um, look, if, I go, if I go to Andy and I go, I want Nick Chubb and James Connor, I probably only have to pay him. I've got the 102. Like, I don't know if he does that because he's a competing team, but. That's how rock bottom the value of these players are. I could trade that 102. Like, obviously, 102, very valuable pick. But Nick Chubb can be a difference, is 100% a difference making your lineup. And James Connor was that over the second half of the year. And their contracts are rock solid. They're not going anywhere. And those the Browns aren't going to draft a running back inside the first two rounds. And if the Cardinals do, I think it'd be a big mistake, especially with the amount of money they're paying James Connor. So he's locked in there as well. 
Well, um, not to contradict everything you just said, Frank, but my cells were actually the Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler type of player. Um, so I'm just going to yeah, jump. Let's, in. let's fight about it. I'm going to jump let's in. John. I'm going. I'm coming down to Bateman's Bay. We're fighting. I'm going to jump into my cell. Um, so the people out there will be saying cell. As I said, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, but no one wants to really buy them. And I think you can still get good value from Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, and you can get off um, get off these assets whilst they're still relatively high and, you know, not worry about the – because the decline's coming. Like, it, you know, it, it always comes with running backs. It's – um. It's almost like death, Frank. It's just around the corner. It's just how long can you survive it, really? Um, but, yeah, so Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, for mine would be more in the sell category because you can still get value from them. And the end is neat. Um, so yeah, but what if you get that second-round pick and take Sky more like Joel does? Whoa, whoa. And then you're just gone. And then you just you've just burnt. That's just nothing. You've just burnt. But they're gonna be Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I know I know I know what you're trying to say, but like Alvin Kamara is gonna be nothing for your roster in probably two years. Yeah, but yeah, I if think he, if he playing... puts up a running back one season, it's it's paid dividends. I think playing Dynasty in like a two to three year time frame is probably the best way to do it. Like how many people our league has been going for, this is going to be our second off season. So through two full years now, Frank, how many people you initially drafted on your team are like still on your team? Just off the top of that meaning. It's a few. I think, I, I don't know. I feel like I've got more than most people. I feel like there's been more turnover on other rosters, but I, but there's, yeah, it'd be, what, less than 10? Percent? Probably 10. No, not percent. Oh, maybe, oh, no, probably like 30%, 40%. And for maybe. people listening, we play in an eight-man team. Um, however, it is super flex and 14 players start on each team every week. So, um, yeah, you sort of do need a deep roster, even though obviously eight teams does condense the player pool. So everyone sort of does have good players, but it's, you know, you do need a lot of good players to be a competing team. Um, Yeah, well, looking through my initial team, obviously I tanked off the start, but I still have Pollard, Najee, Dobbins, Brown, Metcalf. Did I say Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I uh, know you hadn't yet. Yep. Uh, yeah, Dimes, Mac. No, oh, yeah, Dimes, Mac. Um, did I draft Njoku? No, Shalian did. Yeah, so you don't really keep that many. Yeah, no, I don't keep that many. Me either. Mine would be less than Frank's for sure. Yeah, you had some serious turnover. Yeah. Hmm. So, like, I don't think necessarily, like, I kind of agree with Frank. Like, you know, if these players can put up a good season while you've got them, it's mm. probably worth, you know. And then, like, you can flip them as you as you work along. And obviously, the value is going to decline the older they get. But, you know, it's 
you need points to win, and ultimately that is what you play to do. So then, Frank, are you against buying these type of players, like, you know, Drake London's, Traylon Burks? Because uh, these guys are only going to get... Or what about picks? Like, are you buying any picks, Frank? Oh, you can't buy 23 picks now. It's too late. Like, you can, and there will be... I'm sure there will be draft day trades where players, you know, you're overpaying for picks inside the draft. It will happen. There's no doubt. But it's, it's too late to get 23 picks. Like, they're just through the roof. Like, the value of them is far too high. Um, it's just, it's hard to do, honestly. It's really, really hard to do. So you don't um, want the 101, 103, 106, and 107? That's funny how you mentioned exactly the picks that you've got in this year's draft. But anyway, um, but like you said, guys like Traylon Burks and Drake London, they had, for the expectations that we had, and obviously injury for Traylon Burks, and then he looked good when he played, and then Drake London, obviously the quarterback issues, and you know purely from a volume standpoint as well, the Atlanta Falcons offense didn't throw the ball nearly enough for him to excel. But those two had relatively disappointing seasons production-wise than what we were expecting given, you know, the draft pedigree that they had and how good they actually are. Like, visually, they are good players. And yet, you're still paying a premium for them. Well, that, like, there is no discount there. But you're not getting the kind of production you would get out of a veteran running back, a veteran wide receiver. Yet, you're being forced to pay more. Keep take. Keep, trade, cut, Frank. There's um, three players. These three players are right next to each other. Devontae Smith, Drake London, Stefan Diggs. Oh, it's keep Devontae Smith. Um, what, trade? Yeah, trade Stefan Diggs, cut Drake London. Well, the order was how I read it. Devontae Smith at wide receiver 12, London wide receiver 13, Diggs wide receiver 14. Yeah, the, I, don't get me wrong. Love Drake London. Why'd we see the 13 with no quarterback in sight? No top five pick for the Falcons? Cooper Cup is below them at wide receiver 15. So it's just crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like the vet, the price of veterans right now is baked in so far. The community's gone so far to these young players that you're going to roll around to week one next year and you're going to go, oh, damn, I can't win a game. I've got all these young players, but you just points per game. They're going to, you're going to be at a loss. There's I, obviously importance around young players. I'm not bashing young players. You know, I'm trying to, I've got, you know, quite a few draft picks and good young players, but I think you, I think you know what I'm saying. And I also see your point of view, Andrew. You don't want to, in an ideal world, you don't want to have assets die on your roster. But I think, personally, I'm going to live with the fact that Zeke Elliott's probably going to die on my roster. Joe Mixon probably will. Alvin Kamara probably will. And that's just the way it is. No, that's fine. I'd rather do that and run run the chance that one of them gives me a top five running back season next year or two of them. But no, but the next one of them might die next year. Yeah, and I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, right now is not the time to buy picks. And buy young receivers because every man and their dog wants them. And now is not the time to sell, you know, these old running backs because or receivers even because nobody wants them right now. Um, but what I'm trying to say is before these players like Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb get to the Dalvin Cooks, the Aaron Jones, the Alvin Kamaras who are pretty much dead, um, get off them while you can. But I appreciate 
the different opinion you're bringing, Frank. It's definitely a new, like a different way of thinking about things. Um, but I'll bring forward my buy player if that's all right, Joel. Do you want to bring yours forward or no? Go for it, man. Um, good Frank, luck out there. Thanks. Um, Frank, I'm going. You know, I could tell the people to buy like Michael Pittman, Brandon Ayuk. Like, shout out those two. Just bought Michael Pittman, but continue. Yeah, well, I think they're quote-unquote young wide receivers that aren't being respected enough, but I will throw a different direction at you, Frank. Um, three names I have here. Tyler Allegier, um, Isaiah Hodgins, and Calvin Ridley. Buys. Andy's buys. Dynasty buys right now. Um, yeah, I think Isaiah Hodgins obviously throwing a... <clears throat> Throwing a foot third or fourth for him, I think. I think he's going to, you know, be productive on the Giants next year. I think he's done enough. Um, they've all brought him over from the Bills. He knows the offense in and out. Um, and that man, Daniel Jones, Daniel Dimes, Frank, um, loves him. So, yeah, I think he's going to actually be something next year. I think the same with Tyler Allegier. I think he did enough to be the starting running back for the Atlanta Falcons. And I don't know, the community just seemed to like hate him for some reason. I don't really know why. I don't, can't see CPAT rolling around again. The other dude they had, um, don't even know his name. Is that irrelevant? And my next thing is Calvin Ridley, hashtag one of us. We love the punt. Ridley <laughs> loves the punt. Um, Trevor Lawrence has, he's shown that he's probably pretty legit, Frank, top eight quarterback. Um, hey, we'll see what happens this Sunday. And as much as good as you know, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones have been, Ridley's the one. People are forgetting about how good Calvin Ridley actually is. Um, yeah, I think he's pretty cheap right now. And they're they're three of Andy's buys for the listeners. Um, do you two want to discuss or move on to some more buys that you two can think of? Yeah, I'll I'll just quickly tell to tell you what I think about your buys. I actually like them for the most part. Um, Isaiah Hodgins for a fourth round pick. I think if someone's just trying to you know get a little bit of draft capital for someone they picked up on the on the waiver wire, I think he's worth the punt. I think like you said, even if they were to add, you know, a first round rookie wide receiver, they still probably need a two with um their rookie from this year coming back from his ACL. Name escapes me right now, Joel. What's yeah, Juan Dale. Yeah, it's the one. One day Robinson, that's it. Sorry, yeah. One day with one day Robinson coming back um, from his LCLT. He's a smaller player as well. Someone they use in the slot. Zay Hodgins, big body. Um, if Daniel Dime is going to take that next step um, as well, you know, if he throw more touchdowns, Zay Hodgins looks really good in the red zone. Brian Dable has plenty of faith in him, so I think for a fourth round pick, the cost is so small. Um, the upside is definitely there. If you get, you know, a wide receiver two, wide receiver not maybe not a wide receiver two, but wide receiver three season out of Isaiah Hodgins for fourth round pick. You're absolutely laughing. Um, Tyler Allergy really liked the pick. I think the value of Tyler Allergy is getting discounted because everyone's under the impression that the Falcons are just going to give him the Michael Carter treatment and they're going to uh, draft someone who be completely irrelevant and replace. I just think that the Falcons are so far away that they're going to feel the need to just punt the running back position, give Tyler Allergy a year, and you're going to get a running back two season out of Tyler Allergy. So it's a great buy. 
if you can get him for, you know, a third round pick, it's it gets difficult because someone probably doesn't sell him for a third round pick, um, whether it's a competing team or a rebuilding team because of his age. But, you know, if a third round pick and maybe a promising wide receiver, possibly, if you want to make that positional swap. And then Calvin Ridley, uh, I do agree with you, Andrew. I think it might take a little bit of time for Calvin Ridley to get acclimatized back to the NFL, back um, getting a connection with his new quarterback. Um, he's someone that, again, with the, with the mania that is going on with 23 picks, if you've done the correct thing and you've collected draft picks, you know, two years in advance, three years in advance, like uh, someone in this call right now, um, you have the opportunity. You, you probably don't want to be taking seven second-round picks because half of them are going to stink. But if you get the other half, then they're probably going to be good. But if you're able to navigate that situation, get yourself Calvin Ridley, who we know is a good player, and he's going to be in a good position where it's going to be, a, you would think, he's going to be in a high-scoring offense. So really, really, really good Andrew, I'll get around you after our disagreement in the last segment. So, uh, good job by you, mate. Thanks, Frank. Um, Joel, Frank, do you? I think we've been through buys. Um, I actually have one more that I want to bring up as a buy. It is a quarterback, um, obviously specific to Superflex leagues. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it your man, Deshaun Watson? No, it's he's not on my team. Uh, um, I don't know. Like it's different in our league. Like he's not gonna be able to be bought. Um, but I think Tua is a sneaky buy. Ooh. Like I don't really care about the like I should, but the concussion doesn't scare me as much as it should. I suppose. Um, you know, I think we've seen it. You know, Brandon Cooks um, springs to mind straight away. Just. I think the perception on Tua before all this stuff, like key trade cut, he's quarterback 12. Um, I just think in this, you know, gross quarterback range between like quarterback, what is there? There's probably 10 good quarterbacks. Um, And then I think after that, there's a real shit show going on in the middle there with, Danny Dimes, Tua probably leading the pack, um, you know, Kenny Pickett, um, just all these middling quarterbacks who aren't that good, um, like Trey Lance, Kirk Cousins, um, oh, even like Russell Wilson is up high enough for whatever reason. Um, I think that Tua provides the upside in scoring potential and the benefit of being only 24 years old that I think he is someone who people might be scared to have that. I think you can get away with trading for at the moment for a cheaper price. I think if you can nab him as your quarterback too, um, you are going a long way to being very strong at the quarterback position. Um, and really I know like, you know, in our league, it might be a little bit different, but those who play in a 12-team, two-quarterback, super-flex league, like I think having two elite quarterbacks takes you a long way to making the playoffs. And I think Tua, um, despite being valued as like a lower-end quarterback one, um, I think his points-per-game upside with Mike McDaniels and this offense is, you know, potentially in that top eight tier. And if you compare him with another one of these quarterbacks in the top 10, um, 
yeah, you're just going a long way to competing. Frank, thoughts, concussions. Yeah, it's gear. Yeah. You're actually no, no. You are bang on. Um, oh, yeah, I was still going. Was to... I was going to say it, and then you almost sort of copied me. It's basically what I wanted to say was he's the perfect mix of youth, upside, and the stability is being far too uh, harshly discounted. He's, he's not the... going to retire. He's the biggest baller. Aren't going to trade for Tom Brady. They're not going to sign Tom Brady. They're not going to get Lamar Jackson. They're bringing Tua back and they're running it back because they did not lose many games with Tua at quarterback. And he's 24 years old. It's not happening. Why on earth would they do that? Like, it doesn't... I don't know what people's fascination is with Tom Brady going to the Dolphins. I saw another story about it. It's just not going to happen. So, great call, Joel. Tua is actually, like, not a bad quarterback. And you're not having to pay quarterback one prices. Like, a 24-year-old who's going to give you QB one numbers. Like, that's not... That's normally someone you have to pay two first-round picks for. Uh, one more point on Tua is he... I think the consensus is, like, it is scary. He is the top faller on keep trade cut um, over the past 30 days. Um, nobody wants him anymore. Um, obviously, that, you know, lack of playing in season obviously hurt. But I think in the minds of people still... Um, at this stage, as Frank said, is no one wants these, you know, older players, um, quote, because he's not old, but like no one wants these players. People want the unknown of like a rookie quarterback who, let's be realistic, these quarterbacks are going to walk into the league, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, um, Will Levis, uh, Anthony Richardson, they're probably not going to be as good as Tua, um, especially not for as we were saying, this, um, you know, two or three year initial window. Um, and even then, like, two was going to be, what, a 26, 27-year-old quarterback. You can still easily get off him um, if you want to. So, I don't know. Tua just seems a good mix of everything in that gross second tier of quarterback range. Or it's not really a second tier, but, you know, in that middle quarterback tier um, that – is attainable and as frank said you don't really have to play pay an obscene price to get him at the moment which you might have to do if he you know starts dropping some 30 bombs early next season yeah like what if he finishes as a quarterback like seven or like he was better than the quarterback seven when he played let's just say it's like the quarterback seven or eight he finishes a mid quarterback two and he's 25 years old like it's going to be an absorbent price to get to a tag before we move on to your cell, Joel, I just wanted to quickly uh, bring the attention to shout out to some guy called Josh Larkey on the Twitters. Um, made a nice satirical po- uh, Twitter post where he said, did some in-depth dynasty running back research today. Buy is going to be uh, signaled by a cash money bag and then a cell with a big, X, big scary X. And then he's gone... Joe Mixon, age 26, big, scary X. Aaron Jones, age 28, big, scary X. Ezekiel Elliott, age 27, big, scary X. Delvin Cook, same thing. And then he's gone Cam Akers, money bag, age 23. Brees Hall, age 21, money bags. Najee Harris, age 24, money bags. Travis Etienne, Kenneth Gainwell, same thing. I think he's chucked Kenneth Gainwell in there to just really solidify the fact that this is satire. But it's just like, it's so surface level. And so just such poor analysis because everyone is doing it. There is no value to be had. Um, pretty much just taking the piss out of everyone. 
if they're young, buy them. If they're old, it's the part of the industry has become that way. But again, I thought that was quite funny. Backed up my point anyway. Um, if before, if there's anything else you want to add, Joel, more than welcome to start yourself. Not really. Andrew has a fun game, though, that I've been eyeing off on his sheet. Do you want to start it now? Oh, always the best part of the pod, Andy. You're the man. Well, do you have a sale, Frank? This was to finish the okay. Okay, no, I do have a sale. Does Jonah have a sale or did I just forget no, that he has? Go for it. You're on a heater. I'm always on a heater, Joel. It's just how I am. All right, my sale. Running back, Josh Jacobs. I think it's becoming clear that the Raiders want to keep Josh Jacobs in Las Vegas, but I think his performance this season, wherever he goes, is going to get a big contract. He's going to get long-term stability. I think he's going to be somewhere where they're going to give him a contract that's probably going to make him uncuttable for three seasons. And people are going to expect him to produce running back one numbers because he pretty much has done that. Um, Obviously, this year it was high-end running back one numbers. He's someone that I would rather go and sell Josh Jacobs and get Derek Henry plus, Alvin Kamara plus, Joe Mixon plus, Nick Chubb plus, if you can do that in your league. Because especially, it might, this might be something that you have to sort of wait on until free agency really starts to heat up. Actually, isn't that far away, which is super exciting. You get to have that, that fun run up of player values during free agency before the draft sort of season kicks off. Could be a good selling opportunity there. But he's someone that, if the Ra- I personally think the Raiders are going to get Tom Brady. As soon as they get Tom Brady, they're going pass heavy. They're not going to run that. They run the ball so much, even with Devontae Adams, because they did well. They didn't have Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro for most of the year as well. It was basically Devontae Adams' show. But they were super run heavy. We saw how much work Josh Jacobs got and how many touches he got. Again, touches are probably going to come down regardless of where he is, especially if he stays in Las Vegas. They had Tom Brady. They go more pass heavy. Josh McDaniels would go pass heavy with Tom Brady there. I think someone that he's reached his ceiling and it can only go down from here. But if he signs a big five-year deal, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like teams that might take him. It's just such a hard one. If he signs a five-year deal in Miami, for example, just as a purely example, there's someone who could splash and catch it, catch at the running back position. The height for, for Josh Jacobs is going to be huge. They're going to expect top five finishes out of him. Where... The Dolphins haven't shown the propensity to give the running back 20 carries a game. And I don't think that happened, even with significant money invested into Josh Jacobs. I think it just the situation can only get worse from where it was this year. He's someone that's got quite a bit of hype. So that's my sell. I don't know if you guys disagree with that. You're more than welcome to. Um, I just might not speak to you ever again. Going to go off topic a little bit here, but you think if the Dolphins draft Bijan, he ain't getting 20 touches a game? I don't know if he'd get 20. That's the thing. I don't know if he'd get 20 like carries. I don't think he'd get 20 carries. Who gets 20 carries that's not Derrick Henry? That's what I'm saying. Josh Jacobs does. Well, did. I guess. Good point. Touche. No, Frank. I, <laughs> no, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they'll draft Bijan. I don't know where he's where Bijan's going to go. It's going to be interesting which team pulls the trigger, to be honest, because those teams around like pick 10 probably don't go running back, but we'll see what happens. According to Dylan, it really matters where he goes. Otherwise, he's going to suck. Yeah, it's cold. We all know that, but that's okay. We can let him and his crappy team have their crappy takes. Um. Yeah, Frank, completely agree. Like, this is what. 
I was trying to get at with my cells. Like, but he's not old. No, he's not old, Andrew. He's 24 years old. All right. He's going to get that second contract. Those guys at the end of their second contract. It's not the same thing. Yeah, it, it is, though. Selling off the hype of the big contract. It's the same premise, if you let me finish what I'm going to say instead of just yelling at me. Um, Sorry. No, it's Sorry. all right. It's don't sell Derrick Henry. It's sell the guy that's going to be Derrick Henry soon. You know what I mean? Like the guy that's trending, who's high and trending down, sell that running back instead of selling the one that's already. Is there a funny word for the low point in the stock market? Do you know? Rock bottom, not low, something like that. I don't know. But that that was my whole point of uh, the sales with running backs. Um, Frank, Joel, fun game I've got going. You ready? I'm always ready. So I wrote down a list. <clears throat> There's a few players on it. Um, and I wrote down what to do with these losers. Now, some of them aren't losers. That was a bit hard. Don't just read out Dylan's whole team. (laughs) No, some of them aren't losers, but it's just people, it's probably 20 names where if you had them on your team, it's really hard to figure out what to do with them. So off the top of my head, if you two think of any along the way, bring them forward. All right. First cab off the rank. Are we buying, selling? Brees Hall. Is it buy, sell, or keep? We have a keep in there. We can if you want to be Switzerland and live on the fence. Um, but yeah, you know, you don't need a lot of analysis here. Just buy, sell, keep. I guess. Oh, buying now, sold during the season in another league. You sold Brees Hall. Yeah, I did sell Brees Hall. You don't know yeah. what I got for him. Yeah. I got one first, 2023. It ends up being the 108, I think. So I got the 108 and two second round picks in 2024, mid-season. Doesn't, this is obviously after the ACL. Yes, after the ACL. So you sold him after the ACL? Yeah. Gee, that seems dumb. I don't think so. I think I've got still got enough, I guess. But you know, yeah, I just wouldn't have sold him after the ACL. Um, for me, he's a buy slash keep. Yeah, DeAndre Swift. Buy. I actually, I'm actually emphatic buy for me. He's a keep. Um, I'm not rushing to buy him. Um, but I wouldn't be selling him for what he currently is right now. Jamison Williams. Yeah, keeps or sell. I don't know. It's tough. For me, really it's tough. You don't know what you got. You don't know what you got. You can't sell. I don't think you can sell. If you no, spent I, the one over five on him, you can't. I would because people still love him for some reason. Like he's yeah. If you can get the one hundred five back and then go get Quentin Johnston, I'd do it. And like if you can get back the value you spent. Yeah, and um, you know, people still don't believe it. They don't believe in Amin Ra, Frank, like yourself. You still hate him for some reason. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not. You know Dylan offered me Amin Ra? For what? 102. What? Did you decline it? No, he didn't, he didn't fully offer it. He sort of just sussed. I would 
Yeah, I'd, I'd rather Amon Ra. I yeah, think. I think I'd rather Amon Ra too. Yeah, I just don't want to get out of the draft just yet. Yeah, I wish I had. I think got left. Uh, Why does he offer me Armin Ra for the 103, the dog? Dylan, if you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> Trey Lance. I think buy if you can. Yeah, buy. I, I think he's What are you buying him for, though, Frank? Lance or Tua, you two? Oh, it's Tua over Lance. Not kid ourselves, but if they're at the... That's the thing. That What makes Joel's point so good was... By keep trade cut, the values for those two weren't that weren't far enough apart to warrant like the difference. Like you hundred percent if you had to choose between the two, it's two up. Danny Dimes or Trey Lance? That's tough. Probably how old's Danny Dimes? He's not he's not that old, is he? He's like twenty five? Yeah. I kind of want to go dimes. Like if he gets a four year deal, three year deal, gonna be the starter. We'll see how that guaranteed money turns out. See, I would sell Lance because I haven't seen it yet. People still love him. Um, and what if Horsecock Brock is the man, Frank? You don't know. I don't think he. Is. I don't think he's gonna be. He's been incredible. I mean, like props to him. Like, I mean, no disrespect whatsoever. But I think it'll be Trey next year. Mm. Joel, are you buying that lease? Is going to be short. As imagine, yeah, if, imagine, and that's bad for a young quarterback. Imagine if he starts and they go 0 and 2 to start the season after, like, at well, let's presume they beat Dallas after making an NFC championship game. Um, or that you know, San Francisco could win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. You can't go off him if they win. I let's, think they still can. That's that's um, that's the problem. I think they still might go back to Trey, and that's why he's. What didn't you say he's like quarterback fourteen or something? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like it's still too high. You're not getting good enough value, so he's a sell. Like Andrew said, definitely tour over him. Um, Damian Pierce. Mm-hmm. They've got too many picks. He's a sell. I think yeah. they take another running back. Whether it's Sean Tucker, whether it's how I don't think I don't think they go Demir Gibbs in the first round. I don't Bijan. But they can still take Sean Tucker. They can still take Zach Charbonnet. Some of these guys that are still going to be good are going to eat into his work. So, so. I think I'd. I'm not going out to buy Damian Pierce, but like he's more of a keep sell. What if someone gives you a late first for him? Then I'm hitting the button so quickly. It's yeah. not funny. Yeah. If you can yeah. still get good value, I'm cash. Like, out. I think you should have traded him halfway through the season if you were going to sell him now. Like, I, I tried. I got him in, I got him in that other league, Joel. And I, like, I genuinely tried. And you just, it's hard. You actually couldn't do it. Even during the season, the, the community's <laughs> sharp, sharper than it used to be. Um, you're both your boys, Jerry Judy. Buy. I I don't know what I can't remember the exact number on keep trade card. He's still not a top twenty dynasty wide receiver in keep trade card when he finishes the wide receiver. What twenty three? He's twenty four years old, and Russell Wilson had the worst season imaginable. They're not going to invest in the wide receiver position. Like it's it doesn't get worse. Like that's baseline, Jerry Judy. I mean, I'm keeping him. So I guess um, I'm trying. I'm trying so much, and it's 
just not happening. We'll stay on the Denver Broncos bandwagon. I've got a few of them here. Russ Wilson, Javante Williams, buy, sell, keep. Uh, I don't know. Keep Russ. Like you're not gonna. I think you're not gonna. You saw the like last two, like last two games. You put up like thirty points both games. Like you could still get that out of Russ. You could get a QB like a late QB one season out of Russ still. Which hate me all you want. He finishes a wide receiver sixteen. It's not that big of an improvement. And he missed a game. I think he missed. Um. Every... Yeah. As well, so like it could be worse Back on Javante Williams. Um, I think again, keep. Um, every king on Twitter's hot take seems to be Russ Wilson will bounce back into the top, whatever. Where it do doesn't you... have to do that much. So, you're you're with it, Frank, or oh, I don't know. I'm not gonna say oh, he's gonna bounce back, he's at QB1, like he's gonna be. Like, I don't know. He can be what Kirk Cousins is. Like, he's going to be a late. Like, he's going to be a borderline QB1. That'll be good for your team, but he's not. He might have up. That's the thing. He might have some serious, some upside. That's why you keep him. Like, why don't you Frank, halfway through, like, let's say after, like, week 13 this year, before Hackett goes, they just lost to... Remember that gross game where they lost to the Panthers and they scored, like, three points? Yeah. I do sadly. Could have I got Russell Wilson for like what a late second? Yeah. Like, you know, I think I have Burjo's pick three oh one, it's pick seventeen in the rookie draft. Would have you done that for Russell Wilson? I wouldn't have because I'm a Denver guy. What well, someone who often like Andrew when he traded him to me, I pretty much paid like a third and Jared Goff, so kind of like a second. I mean, Jared Goff at that point in time, let's he since has gone up in value a bit, but still, let's I, just say you would have taken a second straight up, Andrew. I couldn't get a second, so I had to settle with that, but it turned out good because Jared Goff's the man. But, yeah, I was I was actively seeking a second and everyone in the league told me to fuck off. So, um. Yeah. yeah I think if you weren't going to buy him for that, then you don't want to buy him for what he's worth now. Yep. Um, speaking I'm of Jared Goff, already, yeah, to come Jared Goff oh, is on, on the list. I'm probably selling. I think that I think the Detroit front office has got to get aggressive. No, I disagree. They're not going quarterback. No, I don't think they're going quarterback, but I think in the background they're gonna be thinking quarterback. I don't know. They're a team they're a team. What if they what what if they go, Hell, we really like Anthony Richardson? Where are they picking in the draft pick fifteen? What if they what if they take Anthony Richardson? I just don't what if they, they, what if they like what if they fall in love with Will Levis? Like I could see that happening and Jared Goff is a bridge quarterback. Buddy, oh, Will Levis yeah. is a top 10 pick. No, I don't think any of these guys are fallen, Tom, Frank. I'm they sorry. do have pick six. They have the Rams pick. But... Oh, okay. No, I don't think they go. I don't think they go quarterback at six. I'm saying if they've got 15 and someone falls. Well, they have They have two first round picks. They have the Rams pick and they have their own pick. So you're saying with their oh, own they've pick. Got 
stranger things have happened. They've got their own pick. What if they go up and trade six and 15 to the Bears, pick one, Bryce Young, franchise quarterback right there? I don't even think that's enough. Two firsts. Do you reckon it's, oh, it might? Yeah, you're true. Enough, considering what considering what the uh, Niners paid to get pick three, you're right. But they would have the capital if they wanted to. I'm just saying stranger things have happened. No, like I'm sweating the Detroit Lions in the draft like massively. Um, my, like, my... What if Dan Campbell misses the playoffs again? He'll lose his job. They've got to be pushing. I, it's like, and it, I think Dan Campbell did a good job, but they missed the playoffs again. They can make it with Goff. They were fucking right there. They were like the number one offense in the league. Like, how can like they? That's and they still missed. That's not Jared Goff's fault. Yeah, how's that Goff's fault? It's not Goff's fault, but I know, I know what you're saying. I do know what you're saying. Um, next one, Kyle Pitts. Uh, I'm my uh, all-in player from 2022, but you got to buy him if you can. No one's stupid enough to spell low, but you get an all-right value anyway. It sort of just becomes he becomes one of those tricky players. But you can buy him. How Pardon? much paying? Because you know you probably at the start of last season were paying upwards of two first plus. What are you paying now? Uh, if you can get him for like. I'd, I'd struggle to part with two firsts. If you get two firsts value, like a first, like a mid, like a nice first round pick this year, and then like a nice player, then you probably try and do it. But it's that would he cost? If I could get two firsts for Pitts, I'm fucking selling. <laughs> like if I could, I no one's giving you pick two first picks. I think it's two first value. If that makes sense. Well, according to the keep trade cut, would you rather have Kyle Pitts or Devontae Smith? Smith, not close. Well, See, I give Pitts the edge, which is it sounds bad. I give Pitts the edge. Pitts or Metcalf? Metcalf, not close. Pitts. Really, Frank? Yeah, it's I. I'm probably going to die on this hill. You rather have Pitts over DK? Fuck, I'm going to keep going up then. Tyreek. Pitts. What? Alave. I guess I'm selling Pitts. Pitts. I think Alave is a little too high, but that's another that's another thing. ETN. Pitts. I'd, I'd trade ETN for Pitts. Matty Barnes, Philly. Um, Saquon. It depends on the team. That really does, but Pitts. Kyler? No, it's Kyler. Kyler, definitely. Titty Higgs? Uh, Higgins, yeah, Higgins. I think this is. I think this could be this. Kenneth yeah, Walker. One Kenneth Walker, yeah. And then next it goes Garrett Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. Okay, I think, yeah, we've definitely hit the point. Wow, okay. Were you with me or with Frank more? Um, yeah, I definitely would rather have Travis Etienne and DK Metcalf. Um, Devontae Smith. Yeah, I'm I, kind of in line. I think if Barb's offered me Kyle Pitts for Devontae Smith, I would probably take it. All right. It's, it's purely just because 
he still had the fifth highest target share among tight ends, just that there wasn't many targets. That's not always going to be the case. I think he's still talented, but if you have a difference maker at tight end, it just matters. The problem like it really matters. I have Hawkinson too, so I would obviously want to get off Hawkinson and like, you know, I would have to juggle that if I was to do it. But, you know, I feel like that's sort of the range if that helps people. Mm. Um, how much longer do you want to do this? You want me to finish the names or? Yeah, go, go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm good. A couple of Ravens, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Rashad Bateman. Bell uh, Bateman, Keith Dobbins. Think you, like he's one of those running backs that you're going to get more fantasy points than what people are willing to pay. Well, a argument was brought up in the chat, Joel v. Ben, a potential bet. Uh, yeah, has he responded to that yet? Lamar's first snap in 2023. Joel has any other team, and Ben has Baltimore. Frank. No, he's, not, he's not going anywhere. He's getting paid. Really? Can do you do you want to get in on that on this action too? I'll take on all comers. Nah, we all get an all team. Nah, like I just I that's just what I think. I'm not willing to bet on. I just don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, right. Shod Bateman, I'm off him. I I traded him. I'm off him. Like <laughs> I'm, really I'm off willing him. to like, bet that. I reckon there's no way he goes back. There's he wasn't even on the sidelines in the playoff game. Yeah, I think he's just. He's got all the leverage. Like they've just got to exactly. They got to so out of there. They got to roll out the truck. They got to get the big money truck and just dump it. They've got no choice. They're nothing without him. He's gonna get a Deshaun Watson slash um, Russell Wilson contract. It's got to be more or for worse for whatever franchise does it. I don't know if it's a good trade or not because it hasn't really worked out for the. Has to be traded, isn't he a free agent? Yeah, but they can people. The team can. Oh, a franchise tag. A franchise tag him if they don't get it. Yeah, they'll, they'll tag him, and then someone will trade for him. I just don't think that'll happen. I just think they're going to give him the contract. I think they need. They just need him. They won't. I think their roster's in a position where they want to win a Super Bowl next year. They made the playoffs. They got beat. I mean, not by as much as they should have. Bengals kind of sucked that game. They should have won. Yeah, I know, but that's what I mean. That's that's not. And they would have won with Lamar Jackson. That's I think yeah. that's my point. Like they just they need to pay the man. They need to pay the man. They need to get him healthy. But why don't they already, yeah. Frank? Because they're just playing hard. I think they were just playing a hardball. He's gonna be a jet. Oh, you just want him to be the jet, yeah. Okay. <laughs> want him to be a jet, exactly. Um Cam Akers. Oh, Sal. I am selling his ass, yeah. Sell, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the they'll bring in someone. They'll they'll sign someone. Yeah, they have to. Mm. The Washington Commanders backfield of Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. If anyone's dumb enough to buy him off, yeah, sell. But I don't think so. He's got to hold him. Frank's probably right. If he didn't sell Gibson, um. A year and a half ago, you're probably not going to sell him. <laughs> what did you end up selling for, Joel? I know you were itching to tell the listeners. A 2023 first and a 2022 first. Gee, that's madness. What did it turn into? 
Drake London and Dijon Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Duck Alliam. Classic. Gets me every time. <laughs> um, I think I'm selling Brian Robinson because I think people kind of like the story and think he's good. You already sold Brian Robinson. Yeah, and I think I'd sneakily buy Gibber. There's one for you. You probably didn't. What for? Like a second? Yeah, like a, uh, in, in our league, second. late second, early third. In normal leagues, a second. I think you can get Gibson as a throw-in. That'd be nice. I think if you get Gibson as a throw-in, and then you, all of a sudden he gives you like a running back 20 I'm, I'm talking for my team, because I think I think Gibbo is better than B-Rob. Uh, but I don't know. They don't use him. He's there. the running back 34 on Keep Tade Cut. Mm. He is behind Brian Robinson, probably not surprising. But like he's low. He is around Romeo Dobbs, Jamal Williams, Darren Waller, Sky Moore. You haven't said a name that I would take over. James Connor. Yeah. I, I want to lump in into my my Harris Sanders Connor Monty group of running backs that you can get if you can get two of them for a second. Yeah, like if you can get if you can get like Monty and um, gee, what I've gone blank here. We were just talking about him, Gibson, and Gibson for a second. Christ, someone get me some help. Um, if you get Monty and Gibson for a second. It's like that's pretty good. Like that's how wild I think picks are going to get in the off season as we get closer. Um, if you get the Brock, one, Brock Purdy or Keenan Allen. What? Keenan. Don't tell me they're like back-to-back. In like they are the... absolutely back-to-back. Brock Purdy or Derek Carr? That's horrific. It's Derek Carr. That's so bad. Actually, yeah. that one's... I had Brock Purdy on a cell on my run sheet. I probably should have went with it. But... Well, Brock Purdy is currently... Apparently. I didn't know he was 21, going. ranked one spot behind Keenan Allen and one spot ahead of Derek Carr. Gee. That's craziness. Let's play the the Brock Purdy game. Mac Jones or Brock Purdy? Mac. Mac. Uh, Desmond Ritter? Uh, I'd go Purdy. Brock Purdy. Yeah, 100% Brock Purdy. Jordan Love? Love. Love. Gee, J-Love, really? We're J-Love people. Okay, hang on. Rogers is going to go, and then it's J-Love time. Let me just flick pages here. Fuck me, I'll flick two pages. Oh, now I'm in fucking Debbie rankings. That's all right. Um, Deshaun Watson, Geno Smith. Uh, Buy, sell, keep. I would. Who was the second name? Geno Smith. I'm selling. Yeah, sorry. I'm selling Geno and holding Deshaun Watson. I don't think. I, I don't know if I'd necessarily want to buy Deshaun Watson, but there's no way I'm selling him until he plays a good game. Yeah, I'd keep Deshaun and then uh, I'd probably keep Geno. So you can buy him for like a third. Probably can't. So I'd just be like, I'd just keep Geno. And two more. Elijah Moore. Well, he sucks. I actually kind of want to buy him. Yeah, what if the Jets get someone good? What if the Jets draft another receiver? Why would they? Yeah. Because they hate Elijah Moore. 
don't necessarily <laughs> think they do. And I think they've had a massive hit on Garrett Wilson that there's literally next to no chance they take one. They may take a tight end, but I don't think that necessarily eats into Michael Mayer to the Jets. I don't I don't see it. I don't think they will, but you know, they could sign some tight end free agent. Like when's the last time the Jets have had a half good tight end? Oh, they went and paid two of them. They went and paid CJ Uzama and they went and paid who's the guy from Minnesota, Tyler Conklin. Conk. Oh, yeah, but both are terrible. Yeah, but they went and paid them both. So I don't know if they're going tight end, but oh, if, weird. Who has Elijah Moore? Barbara or Lawrence? Lawrence, I think. Does Dylan yeah. have him, eh? Mm. I should have offered him Josh Palmer for Elijah Moore. See if he took that. And to close the rapid fire segment, hope you've all enjoyed. Um, George Pickens. Oh, I'm selling George Pickens. I just don't is- think he's that good. Yeah, he's just so overhyped. It's not funny. Like, I think he's a good player, but he's getting massively out-targeted by Deontay Johnston still, and I think rightfully so. I think we've had it out about Deontay Johnston on this podcast enough times, so leave it there. But if you can go and, like, again, he's probably someone you took at the back end of the first round, if not the second, probably the Second round of rookie drafts last year ahead of him. I think he would go late first round pick. So if you can get an like a mid first round pick this year, I'm doing it. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm selling. Um, Deontay Johnson. You've mentioned him. Buy, sell, keep. Keep. Uh, he doesn't move the needle for me. I just think he's. Just still always underrated. I think I have. I I had Deontay Johnson versus Brandon Cooks against you, mate. So I took that one to the bank. I would have won. That was a terrible call. I seriously would have won. You're you're a dog. But um, Frank George Pickens is ranked higher than Jerry Judy. Yeah, that's what I'm exactly, John. Thank you. And Chris Godwin, Andrew. Does that get your strings and Michael Pittman. I would rather all three of those. And DJ Moore. Well, they get your blood boiling. A little bit. And Terry McLaurin. Yeah, you haven't said a name. I would take George. Pickens I think though. I'm about to when I say the next wide receiver, which is Jahan Dotson. Yeah, that's where it stops. Probably. He's too high. Oh, I don't know if he's too high, actually. Sorry, I don't want to... Chris I would rather pick Yeah, I'd still take Pickens over Kirk. All of these players mentioned were ahead of the next player, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I just don't. I'm not in love with Deontay. I just can't get around. He's so due to catch a touchdown, though. Yeah, but he has who picking a picket? Deontay Deontay Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What from Kenny Pickett? He doesn't throw touchdowns. He sucks. (laughs) Gee, okay. Kenny must have been to be a Steelers fan because you're just gonna go like. Eight and nine for the next, well, nine and eight because Mike Tomlin kind of a losing record. Dream um, Zach Willahan throwing like fifteen touchdowns and ten interceptions for the next three years. Kenny Pickett or Brock Purdy? That's oh, Pickett. Kenny Pickett because he's actually going to be starting. Uh, Russell Wilson or Brock Purdy? Purdy. 
No, Will Wilson. Wilson. You always hate Brock Purdy. I just don't. I don't. I can't trust it. Well, then sell him. I'm trying. No one's buying. He's trying, but no one wants him. Dylan said he'd do a third, and I told him to fuck off. What do you think about that, Frank? Try and get two. Try and get two thirds. I want a second. No one's buying. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that will um, wrap it up. Thanks for joining the Amors, Frank. Uh, pleasure to have yeah, you. Unreal by us. Good episode. I like that. Yeah, hopefully the listeners enjoyed. Um, yeah, we'll be trying to hit you with a dynasty pod once every week, maybe Frank. Once every two weeks, we'll um, we'll keep. Yeah, no, no, once every week. Let's let's set a standard. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it chugging along. Um, yeah, follow the podcast on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts on the Twitters at the FB Addicts. Joel. You want to say something to the people before we close? Frank, do you want to say something to the people before we close? No, good episode. Um, happy to be here. Happy to log in every week. Um, you know, let's I'm with Frank. Let's set a standard. Let's be um let's be consistent. I know I've been Frank, the podcast content game is um uh, lacking at the moment. I listen to one every night before I go to bed and I last two nights have been sleeping in dead silence <laughs> and it's interrupting my sleep pattern. I've got nothing to listen to out there. So um, make the fantasy addicts a part of your bedtime podcast routine, Frank. That's what I say. Yeah, I hope in a good way. I hope it's not because our voices put you to sleep. Frank, how do you consume your podcast actually? Because I run. Joel listens to him to go to bed clearly. And what do you do? Uh, 45 minute commute to work so perfect slap the podcast on on the way to work way home from work beautiful i'm all, I'm all caught up on all things fantasy football yeah well that's a lie listen to it when i walk the dog oh yeah shout out ezra yeah shout out ezra um yeah enjoy the uh the nine to five grind tomorrow frank and um yeah talk to you on the next one thanks for joining yeah, that's it no worries at all have a good night everyone and uh Whatever time the listeners are listening to that, have a good night, afternoon, morning, early morning, late night, whatever it might be. Have a good one.